Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take puffy shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we take a trip down the mighty Mississippi. Jordan sings a song, Keith Sweat tarnishes his legacy, and much, much more. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us today, a very special guest. A man who needs no introduction, but who I will introduce nonetheless. A certain Adam Lissagor. Adam, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks. It's nice to be here. Hi, Jordan. It's hey, a pleasure. Adam. It's a joy to have you here. It is a delight to have you here. It's a dream come true for me. I'm a uh, big, big fan. Adam is, is one-third of the Never <laughs> never Not Funny You Look Nice Today podcast. You Look Nice I'm Today getting podcast. My, I'm getting my chatty podcasts confused. Yeah, there's only three. Jordan, Jesse, Go, Never Not Funny, You Look Nice Today. And there, two of the three are here. Yeah, I think I think iTunes uh, stopped putting them up at three. Yeah, like, well, we'll have three. But. That's sixty six. That's sixty sixth percentile. Sure. That's a D minus. Mm-hmm. You know what though? Um, stop stop podcasting yourself. Is uh, I just you turned me on to that yeah. because you mentioned it in the last thing. I, I still think. haven't actually listened to it. Oh, it's actually good. You should yeah. give it a listen. Everybody it's, on the everybody on the message board is crazy about it except they say there's too much Canadian stuff in there. Oh yeah, there is. They're, so they don't really count as three chatty guys. They mostly oh. just talk about Degrassi Junior High or something. Yeah, Degrassi and s- Looney's Square Pegs. Oh, Square Pegs. I think that was Canadian. Right? <laughs> That's an American show. It's this guy had Sarah Jessica Parker on it. Hey, you know, She's actually, Canadian. I was uh, uh, I was actually interviewed on Canadian college radio recently. Really? I was. I'm kind of jealous about this. When you mentioned this to me in passing on the phone yesterday, and I felt a twinge of jealousy. That they didn't ask you? Yeah, well, I'm on Jordan Jesse Go too. Sure. But uh, yeah, you, come on, you get all kinds of interviews. Don't even I was getting interviewed me, for a me, little periodical called the New York Times just a moment ago. Sure. <clears throat> so it's no Canadian let me have college this, radio. Let me have this Canadian college radio. What was the what did they ask you about on Canadian oh, college radio? Uh yeah, you know, just like just just Jordan Jesse Go, and if it, you know, and how it pertains to my kind of larger entertainment career. How does it? Uh, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> um, not in the least. But they uh, they told me that the most popular Canadian film up until the release of the Trailer Park Boys movie. Uh huh. Trailer Park Boys is kind of a um, popular a, sitcom. Yeah, in kind Canada. of an office like sitcom about some kind of dirtbag trailer park guys. Anyways, they made a movie of it. But up until then, the most popular movie was a um, was a French slash English hybrid movie. Both languages were in the movie called Good Cop, Bon Cop. <laughs> that was the most popular Canadian movie. <laughs> the most popular Canadian movie w- was just My Stepfather the Hero dubbed into Canadian. <laughs> They just had Gerard Depardieu. You're thinking my father, the hero. Oh, is that what it was called? I was thinking of these Gerard Depardieu adventures, certainly. Sure. What with the water skiing. Mm -hmm. The reason it was so popular, Jordan, in Canada was they hadn't seen water skiing before. So it was a real revelation. It was like when they went to the first lantern shows, flicker shows, they called them. Mm -hmm. They saw a horse running or something like that. Right. 
and they couldn't believe to see it on the screen. That's how Canadians felt about seeing water skiing portrayed for the first time. In a, in a, they, they couldn't believe that a man wouldn't fall through the water. But they have water sports up there, don't they? Oh, they've got a lot of water but not sports any, up there. But not any that involve surface tension. If, if, you ask, if you ask me, the national sport of Canada is water sports. It's mostly sports played below the water, well, like a spear gun fight. <laughs> <laughs> that's very popular up there. That's, what, that's the most dangerous game in Canada. <laughs> spear gun fight mm-hmm. it's not something it's not something they do so much uh sort of like sportingly as gladiatorially sure you know they'll put that they got they got these underwater stadia you know what i'm saying like a coliseum underwater it's mostly to settle disputes over livestock <laughs> <laughs> and signage now that we've learned a lot about Anyway, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up on this week's program. Uh, Man Alive. We're going to talk to uh, me and Jordan's uh, college buddy, Max. He's uh, riding down the length of the Mississippi in some sort of raft. Um, You know, shit like that. Yeah. It's basic shit. And of course, some donk stuff. Same shit, different day. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, Adam Lissagor. Is that good? Sure. No, that's fine. I'm gonna make that. Oh, it's a round O. But you're Jordan. not. You're not letting me do the old trope of uh, saying my my first name. It's nickname. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Adam, Lonely the Sam. faggot. Ugh. Nice. <laughs> How about that? How do you like that now? All right, you ready? That's what you get for complaining. Let's do it again. Adam, the faggot, Lissagor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I start. Ah. <laughs> Okay, this is the re- yeah. this is what this segment is about here. It's not about me using slurs that I don't even really believe in on Adam. This is about the fact that Jordan and I have a great college buddy. His name is Max Livingston. Real name, by the way. Not a porno. Not a porno. <laughs> not name. a porn name. Not a name that he was issued at the Abercrombie and Fitch of the 1920s, along with his safari suit. <laughs> Um, uh, he is a real man, uh, and for some reason that I don't certainly don't understand, he's decided to spend his summer on a raft on the Mississippi. The the Mississippi. Are you familiar with the Mississippi, Jordan? Well, I'm familiar with the old muddy. Yeah, sure. No, same story. That's same the only story. River I'm familiar with. Yeah, I mean he's going to pass through the Queen City and the whole nine yards. Uh, Max Livingston. Wait, and this is all. And this is all. On the internet, yeah, and he's putting the whole thing on the Big River Show, which is his internet website show. That's what they're called. I don't know. I don't follow the internet very closely, Jordan. I don't know what Twitter is, for example. (laughs) Max, welcome to the program. Thanks so much, guys. (laughs) Uh, It's quite an introduction. We tried not to build you up too much, Max. Oh, good, good, yeah, we good. wanted to make people less excited for your appearance. Yeah. So you don't overshadow oh, us because you're doing something cool. <laughs> yeah. Max. It's, it's, it's been wonderful, the reception that we've gotten here by boaters on the river. Um, like a lot of these old guys at marinas will come up and look at our sort of handcrafted, homemade, uh, thrown-together craft, and, and they'll say, uh, that's such a cool thing, it's something I've always wanted to do kind of thing. And... Uh, these like 
these old loner voter types that that are that are saying it, and uh, all the kind of walk the other way with their noses upturned. But uh, so you know, we're, we're getting some kind of good reception at least. Max, when you say when you say handcrafted boat, you mean yeah. shitty and possibly going to sink, right? It's uh, it's funny that you mentioned the S word. Um, I'm not allowed to say it because I'm on the I'm on the boat, and uh, it's bad luck if if you say it. You don't it. want to jinx it. Mm-hmm. But um, we've it's an it's an old 1971 pontoon boat that was built by a prison back when they used to have you know prisoners boat do factories and prisons. Boat sure. factories and prisons. You know the good old days of, yeah. of boat factories. Well, you do. What happened is you need a skill, so they teach you pontoon making. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Something that you could use when you get on the outside. Um, so, yeah, at any rate, we, we got this thing, you know, built by some, you know, disgruntled prisoners in 1971, and uh, basically it's taken on a few leaks, you know, at the, at the welding seams. It's all aluminum, so these, this, it sort of breaks down a little bit, and uh, we're taking on water pretty, pretty swiftly now. Every other day, we have to spend about an hour pumping it out. Now we, we get, should we should be clear when you say it's made of aluminum we're specifically talking about old license plates. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. They hammer them together and right. um and they use chewing gum and they were never allowed uh actual uh welding equipment because that you know they could use it you against the guard. Yeah, you could fire the warden. You could fire his face. Right. What you right, do yeah. is you use a combination of toilet paper and urine. <laughs> that, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing what you can do with that. Stuff. You can also plug up the holes in your boat with that with toilet paper and urine. Yeah, exactly. You've been plugging yeah. up you in fact you've been plugging up the holes in this show with toilet paper and urine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Max, uh how 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 long have you been at this and how long do you suspect to be at this? Well, um we suspect the whole trip is gonna take roughly eighty days. And we've been at it for Two months to today, so two months exactly so far, and uh, we're about halfway. And we expected we're we're a little more we're more than halfway, but we expect to uh, to make up some time on the uh, on the back end here. Now I'm gonna show my uh, I'm gonna show my coastal centricity, but does the Mississippi River go from the north to the south or the south to the north? It spills out into the Gulf of Mexico, right? That's right. That's right. That's what it does. So it did spills you, into the Gulf. Did you start in, like, Chicago or something? Uh, kind of near there, yeah. We started in Minnesota, um, um, and uh, we started in the uh, Twin Cities, uh, St. Louis, Minneapolis area, and we took it all the way down to a little bit past St. Louis, Missouri, where we went up the Ohio, and uh, we're now taking the Tennessee River uh, down. It's 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 not going to be the, the Lower Mississippi for us um, because it's a little bit rough and kind of boring. Mm-hmm. And so we've decided to. I've and, always felt that way about the Lower Mississippi. You know, and, and you want you want you want what you want. What you're looking for in a river is a river that's pleasant but filled with excitement. That, that's exactly it. And the Upper Mississippi is just that. Actually, I was surprised when I got on it. When when Bill and I were both surprised at how beautiful the scenery is. Um, you know, there's bluffs and uh, kind of woodlands surrounding the Mississippi in the upper half, and it's gorgeous. It's uh, And then in the lower half, it, it just turns to like this sort of flat and uh, kind of boring. It's all levied up, you know, because um, once the person upstream of you puts up a levee, then if you don't put up a levee, you're going to be twice as flooded because, you know, they're not taking on any of the f- floodwaters. 
right. that they that they ought to. So now, and then you got to build up a levy, and the next guy's got to build up an even taller oh, levy because so it turns into a levy pissing contest. It's pretty much yeah. It's just who can build the highest levy doesn't sink. And, and then we've learned from popular song that when the levy breaks, all kinds of trouble hits. Yeah. Oh, it's it's. Oh my goodness, and it's true. And we've actually seen you know the aftermath of that because we we got on the river right about when the rains were hitting. And we sort of took off right when the first sign of, of water rising was happening. And then this whole 500-year flood kind of hit this whole area. And, uh, and, and we got stopped, you know. Um, there's a bunch of locks and dams, so they, uh, they don't let the pleasure boaters through. And um, that's what so, they that's what they call the the non cargo ships, the pleasure boaters. Is no, that... no, that's just what they call me and Bill because oh, okay, yeah, specifically it's because they're uh, because it's a, a whoremonger's boat. Ah, that's right. What that's, the, right. So that's what the specific term pleasure boater applies to. That's right. And so they haven't let us. They they they, they weren't letting us through just because of the floods. So we um we got to see the aftermath of all that, and it was uh, pretty severe, you know. I, a lot of, when uh, that was happening, I was imagining you on some sort of tied to, tied together with rope raft floating past a church steeple. Yeah, yeah, uh, cows on barn roofs and all that. It, it definitely happened, but just hundreds of miles from us. Oh, good. Yeah. So the why did, why are you doing this, Max? I don't know why you're doing this. Oh yeah yeah yeah, that's a good question. Well, AIDS um, awareness, I'm guessing. Yeah, no, it's another it's another uh, little ploy for the environment or something. I don't know. Are you selling <laughs> um, any wristbands at all? Uh, we, I ought to. We ought to have a Big River Show wristband uh, called called Swim Strong or something. Yeah. But um, Pump Strong. What, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a sad situation. It's a lot <laughs> um, of pumping. But I, I guess um, it's kind of a once in a kind of lifetime style adventure that. Uh, that ought to get done when someone is around my age, which is 27, I think, and I don't have kids and I don't have a job that needs me to be there, uh, you know, the whole the whole year long. So I figured, and 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 Bill was um, sort of a he was instrumental in the in the idea process there, and he actually read a uh, an article in a magazine about somebody who tried to do it sort of Huck Finn style. It was in Harper's more. or the Atlantic? It was. It was Harper's. Yeah, yeah I read that one. Yeah, and and he he sank in the St. Louis uh, Channel there. So and he said it was an <laughs> awful idea, and and you know typical of the New Yorker or the Harper style, they had to sort of they had to be catty and and sort of and poo poo like the adventure life or something like that. I don't know, but uh, he he ba- ba- Bill basically kind of you know grew a chip on his shoulder about it and said you know I bet I could do that and make it fun and not suck. And do it way better than these guys who got famous. He's like, I know, and, I know a couple of prisoners who put together a mean <laughs> pontoon boat. Back Ever heard of the 1970s? Sure you have. <laughs> um, Disco was king, and prisoners across America were making pontoon boats with nothing but old license plates and urine-soaked toilet paper. <laughs> Here's cheap trick with <laughs> oh candy. Um, so, Max, so, yeah, so what's I mean, your so when you're when you're not pumping, when you're not navigating, what's your kind of day to day like on the on the river? What are you well, What are you doing? It it, um, it changes a, a little bit given the terrain, but um, when we were on the Upper Mississippi, we would basically pull up anchor, uh, crack a beer, and sit back on our cots or our um, or our furniture out, outside and just uh, get some get some sun. 
and cook hot dogs on the camping stove that we have on board. <laughs> and it was just this really laid-back, chill environment. But now that we're on the uh, Tennessee, we're actually flowing ag- we're going against the current. And so we basically have to just, one of us is at the helm all day, and the other of us is, you know, either cooking or, you know, trying to make, uh, make plans. Or sometimes we try to drum up press or get on the Internet and, and check our emails and stuff like that. Are there? But it's, uh, it's, it's really a, a relaxed environment. We've made it through, um, you know, several books. Of course, uh, Mark Twain, among the, among the top authors that we've got on board here. And uh, it's just it's kind of a relaxed atmosphere. And, of course, and, Tom Clancy. And, of, and yeah, of Tom course, Wolf of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tom Wolfe, literary dandy Tom Wolfe. Absolutely. <laughs> Tom and Jerry, cat and mouse teams. <laughs> Is this a covered is this a covered pontoon boat that you're on? I don't even know what a pontoon boat is, but are you baking un, are you baking under the hot sun all day or um, Well, are... so so we we bought this pontoon boat and then we uh and then we stripped it of all of its um furniture and everything and then we built a little 12 by 8 foot cabin um out of lumber that we got from Home Depot. Hmm. And we put canvas up on the sides that just sort of drapes down. And uh, and that's it's kind of like a floating shack. So you it's always a shan- it's a shanty town. It's for a, sure. a Hooverville, a floating uh-huh, uh-huh. Hooverville. Is it? Li- you obviously set out with this thing with a pretty romantic idea in your mind. Is it living up to the the the, the romantic the romance of your? It's definitely surpassing the romance. Oh, all right. um, and uh, you would not believe the chicks on this boat. <laughs> yes, oh, I've heard yeah, I've heard girl. tales of uh, river sluts. You, you is that is that warranted? It's more of a booze cruise, really. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, you would not believe how uh, how a homemade craft just makes the ladies run the other way. For some reason, they think we're some kind of drifter, murderous uh, hobos huh, that have yeah. you know only ill will. You keep inviting them for a night on your yacht. And then yeah. taking them out to the marina. <laughs> so wait, okay. So you have actually put people off with your homemade. Are, are these just like people going also down the? You know, is it is this people on booze cruises? Is this people on spring break kind of thing? And you're well, well, you know, I mean, if if you live by a river or a lake, you know, there's going to be a boating community. Sure. Um, and so that's mostly who we run into. So. When we stop into a marina, everyone there owns a boat or knows someone who owns a boat. And, um, you know, so they're used to seeing uh, people sort of traveling around. But, um, you know, frankly, a a boat is an investment kind of like a house. It sort of ties a lot of people down, you know. Sure. They have the marina. They they have the place where they store their boat during the winter. And and they're very sort of well entrenched in in their local area. And also, you know, frankly, the Midwest isn't sort of known for its, um, you know, for its uh, travelers or whatever. You know, it's um, spirit of adventure. Uh huh. Uh huh. And so it's, it's well, a lot you got of Lewis and Clark. They Mall and, of uh, America. Yeah, the Mall of America. And people do power walk circuits on in the Mall of America. Let me ask you this question, Max. If that's the case, how do you explain the St. Louis Cardinals? They made it all the way to the World Series recently. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. We just went and saw their uh, their uh, a game as we were passing through there, and I have to say I explained that 
through the fact that their fans are the most dedicated fans I have Aren't ever Aren't they spectacular fans? I went to a game in St. Louis once. It was the best baseball game I've ever been to. It's, it was the best one I've been to, too. I mean, it probably wasn't the same game, but my, my <laughs> God, they, they come out in... No, in I think it was the same color. game. It was, it was at different times. Now, this game that you went to, was it about 10 years ago? Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was about 10 days ago. Yeah, so probably the same game. Mine yeah, was 10, 10 years ago. ago. Yeah, 10. 10. Did you have a big ago. foam finger, like a number one on your hand? That might uh, been... <laughs> No, I didn't have anything. I wasn't even wearing red, and I really felt out of place. Thanks a lot, Dan Rather. <laughs> Morally safer over here is drilling down to the important issues. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying you might have recognized him. He was the guy with the foam oh, finger yeah. on him. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I did reach. see a guy in a red T-shirt. Was that you? No, I wasn't wearing red, and I felt out of place. That's what I'm saying. I felt like... Like I was really, you know, betraying the whole the whole scene there because out of forty three thousand people, I was like one of eight guys not wearing a bright red shirt. So Max, you uh, so you're so you're on the boat, you're eating hot dogs, you're cracking a brew, you're reading Can you're reading books, but you but but from time to time you guys pull into a marina and kind of get off and enjoy the local color. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, you we, can we, wash clothes and. Uh, you know, eat something that's not cooked over a tiny propane tiny situation. Propane. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah. And, and in the beginning, we were definitely doing a lot more of that. But um, all of that scene kind of tends to be pretty similar. And, you know, unless we're really sort of sick of each other, we kind of just motor on because, uh, you know, it's just, it's just some local bar and a bunch of locals sitting around and they ask this, roughly the same kind of questions, you know, of like, you know, I mean, it's typical interest stuff, but I guess if, you know, there's seven of them and they stagger themselves with, you know, how uh, interested they are, that they'll come over at seven different times and ask the same set of questions. And it's just like, oh, great, you know, what, who, who are we talking to? And it's mostly, like, you know, kind of old guys who are interested in, in doing the same thing uh, 35 years ago, and they're sort of never going to get to it. They're like, oh, that's really swell. You guys... You guys are really doing it, man. I'd love to do that someday. It's like, well... Kinda. You ever thought of going on some kind of bow hunting adventure? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I am learning how to play the um, the banjo. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so you're just Bill's making learning. a cartoon of this, then? This is just, <laughs> yeah, a, this no, is just a parody of itself. <laughs> we're making a mockery of, our, of ourselves. Sure. sure. You guys um, are wearing little sailor hats, right? <laughs> Overall. Mm-hmm. Overalls with one strap down, straw hat, and a little thing of wheat or something mm-hmm. coming out of the a little wheat straw. wheat stick. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Although, although I will tell you, like I've never smoked a, a pipe before, but we got a pipe at the beginning of this, and for some reason, sitting out here on the river all day, just boating around, makes you want to smoke pipe. Corn and cob I, or non cob? Absolutely cob. Yes, definitely cob. Cob. <laughs> so you're and, saying and, it's and a and cob. It, and it's it's a little You're rolling bit... CP, is that correct? That's right. That's right. <laughs> tobacco um, or bubbles? Oh, <laughs> tobacco. Yeah, it's it's pretty and it's pretty brutal because I you know I sort of never thought that I would do that, but the re- I mean the river this sort of situation molds the individuals that dare to approach. Now I would think that the one of the purposes of going on a trip like this with your dude friend was to get a little tail. You know what I'm we, saying? We Do you see what I'm saying, Max? Get a little tail. On, on, oh, a little t- tail. A little foxtail? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't see what you're saying. Tail. You're sailing right to the furry convention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm talking about someone dressed as Star Fox 64. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. And that's why we have the costumes. No, but I want to know, like, did you, was was part of the plan here that you would stop off in a city, meet uh, the local loose women, and impress them by this amazing adventure that you're participating in, and uh, give them something to remember you by? A girl in every port is what we were hoping. That was the plan. That was the plan. But what we, what we didn't realize is it takes at least one stop in a port to meet a girl, and then you have to come back and sort of, you know, cash in the chips. Right. And we just have not, I mean... You don't have it. It sounds like you've got canvas walls. There's no doorknob to hang a sock from. No, that's right. Yeah, we don't even have a door. We don't <laughs> even have a door. It, it's, it's a little bit, you know, I, I mean, frankly, you know, we, I'm telling you, we attract more old guys than young women. And it's just sort of, you know, while it's fun to sort of see what we may, may become if we stayed here on it's the river. It's cool to do it with an old guy. I mean, that's fine. You know, their yeah, experience. Yeah. <laughs> I actually ran into similar problems at the furry convention. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, basically, we just we just just grossly misestimated uh, the the whole you know state of the situation here. Are Young you gross? Women, is that part of it? <laughs> yeah, part you, of it is that we are gross. We, and, and are yeah. you covered in swamp leavings? <laughs> uh, seaweed, seaweed. When a swamp passes through a town, it leaves behind swamp leavings. <laughs> <laughs> It's safe as long as you stay indoors as the swamp passes through. It's not going to consume you, but it will leave behind some leavings. Don't touch those leavings for 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, the, the half-life. you got to address the half-life issues. So, so the answer is it's been a total failure in that regard? Sorry, say that again? A romantic regard. Has it been a total failure? Um, yeah, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much, yes. Um, uh, Bill had someone uh, visit him. Um, but that was from home. He knew them from before, and uh, and so I, you know, I mean, that that definitely counts. But uh, you know, in other terms, you know, it's it's basically been. Uh, so did you just have to jump in the water and swim around till they were done, <laughs> like circle the boat? <laughs> uh, fortunately, I had uh, I had a wedding to attend, so I actually uh, oh, okay. flew out and. Um, you just and put on your that. shark fin hat and went and pulled some antics. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Max, how are you documenting this whole experience? Um, are you shooting video or pictures? Is it all, is it all going up on your website? Um, well, what we're doing is shooting three minutes, roughly three minutes, sort of uh, documents kind of thing, or little skits. Um, or, Skitlets, um, playlets. Bi- biopics, yeah, about uh, various people that we meet. Documinis. Documinis. Historical recreations. And we are, uh, and also we're doing a little bit of a, of a blog, you know, a little... Uh, words, some words and some video. Hardly any uh, still photos. And what kind of reaction do you get? Have you gotten to people like email you and follow you? Have you had anyone anticipating your arrival yet? Um, yeah, we have. But um, one one thing that um, that we also do is try to you know stay active on the internet uh, for like couchsurfing.com. Um, we we visit that site and whatnot. But no, I mean uh, some. Some people have. In St. Louis, we had a couple. Yeah, that's right. We, in St. Louis, we had a couple of people that were following us down. And, um, 
and so we stayed with them. And uh, but other than that, I mean, mostly the, our viewership is on the coast, mm-hmm. and so it's it's kind of like this, um, you know, escape from the office, perhaps uh, is what I'm guessing. Where are you? Where are the places where you're headed next? I wanted to. I'm going to set you up with some maximum funsters for some good times. Oh, good, good. Okay, some places that we're headed next. Well, we're going to end up in um, New Orleans. That's the Crescent City. Wait, uh-huh. no, that's that's Cincinnati. The There's city a, of the, brotherly love. No, no, New Orleans yeah. is the murder city. The murder <laughs> city, the fleur de lis, the the flooded city. Yeah, yeah, that was earlier though. Yeah, that was a while ago. No, oh, you know, I I've now actually, it's I, called I, Harry Shearer's city. I went to uh, New Orleans recently, and and the nickname I would give it was the, is the Bachelorette Party City. So <laughs> it's basically all that's happening there is a bunch of bachelorette parties. Wow, wow. Well, that you, you know what that means. I mean that that means basically it's just going to get married off pretty soon, and and we had better head down there quickly. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, well, they're still fishing that sea before it settles down. Um, if if you're um. Let's see. Uh, I'm looking at a map right now. Okay. Mobile, Alabama is the biggest, most recognizable name <laughs> that's going to be on there. But um, there are such names as um, Demopolis. Um, <laughs> there's Pickensville, <laughs> Aliceville, uh, Aberdeen, Horse and Tim? Armory. <laughs> uh, Tishomingo is one of the cities that we're going to be passing through. If any of your viewers, or listeners rather, are in any of these cities... Please tell them to contact us, uh, especially Tishomingo, because we will be there in the next couple of days, and uh, and then after that, Aberdeen. Okay. Well, this is this is what I'm this is what I'm looking for here, Jordan. We know we know Max and Bill. We mm-hmm. know them personally. We met them in real life. We've been friend with, friends with Max for many years. We can verify that they're great guys, really pleasant, not weird and creepy. They won't murder you. They're surprisingly normal for people who are riding a pr- some sort of prison raft down the Mississippi. Um, so if you are in one of those places, we only have thousands of listeners on this program, Jordan. Our reach is not infinite. However, if you're in, in somewhere between Jimblesville or whatever it was, in Mobile, Alabama, and New Orleans, Barnesville. it is your moral obligation to contact Max and Bill. Because number one... They need friendship that's not from old semen. And number, <laughs> number, <laughs> number two, number two, we want you to help coordinate some romance for them. Well, I was, was going to say, is there any, um, is there any like uh, provisions that you uh, that you really need when you're out there? Can if can someone bring a hard pack tech. of toilet paper or blue it's jeans? Just hard tech. Hard tack and sure. bacon. Okay. Okay. So salted if they pork. if they have any kind of salted pork, anything yeah. maggot infested that uh, <laughs> they so they can get some protein. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Thanks, you guys. You're the best. Are you guys getting the scurvy? Are any of your teeth falling out? We are growing some uh, plants on board to prevent that. Oh. So, what yeah, about raft have... madness? Uh, oh yeah, no, I definitely that? have raft madness. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'll catch Bill talking to himself uh, or to the canvas walls. And it's funny because when I catch him, it's actually that he's interrupted a conversation that I've been having with the canvas wall. <laughs> I think that, you know, that he shouldn't usurp the conversation because that canvas wall is the most interesting conversation. Do you have any of the scarlet rubella? No, thank goodness we've avoided most of that, although uh, we are sort of getting swamp foot here. 
You know? Ooh, swamp foot. Yeah. Ladies? I, 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 hope, I hope you can swamp edit that part thing? out because we really don't... That will, will not help our lady attraction. That's nah, fine. Okay, Max. So all these Maximum Funsters who are on your route and are, you're going to make friends with, where do they find you on the internet to get in touch with you? Uh, it's World Wide Web, BigRiverShow.com. BigRiverShow.com. And anybody who doesn't live in uh, in Aberdeen, Scotland, or whatever it was that they were flying through, uh-huh. uh, you, they, you can watch their antics. See and, what I'm saying, Jordan? It's very, very full of antics. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. You would characterize them as antics. I mean, I, I w- yeah. we're talking about a couple of real fun fellas, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Real fun fellas. The swamp oh, foot. They've got serious swamp foot. I mean, just oh, horrible swamp foot. It's a little out of control. We'll, we'll try to take care of it before before we get to Aberdeen. These and fellas so got anyone... gators in their shoes. Oh, no. Gators it. in their gators. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, Max. Well, we thank you kindly for taking the time. Oh, absolutely. From your busy Thanks schedule of, of... Drinking a beer and talking <laughs> to a wall. <laughs> It's rough, yeah. Hopefully you can get hopefully you can get back in your rhythm. I hope we didn't to be upset fair, your day too To be much. fair to Max Jordan, he is doing a little bit of corn cob puffing. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. CC Pee Oh yeah. Oh. So <laughs> sweet, you guys. You guys are the sweetest. Nah, cut it out. Later, buddy. We loves you. Absolutely. Take care. Max Livingston. We'll have more in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, there is one segment on this program that I would characterize as more culturally relevant than any other. One butt talk. One right. One segment talk? that has touched the nerves. Jesse, we all know you're talking about butt talk of a nation. There's one. There's one moment when Jordan Jesse Go crystallizes into a performance force that has only been matched in my lifetime by two people. Number one, Old Blue Eyes, Mr. Frank Sinatra. Number two, Old Jewess, Barbara Streisand. A situation where a performer transcends language uh, melody sure. um, and becomes a powerful force of nature not unlike the rainbow waterfalls in the classic music video Can You Feel It by the Jacksons um, so thank you for this loving description of butt talk that segment on so let's get down to business <laughs> that segment on this program ladies and gentlemen is called Jordan Sings a Song. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Jordan, what song would you would you like to sing on this week's program? <sighs> I don't know. It depends on what the most satisfying song for my, uh, for my all-star backup band is. Um, well, it looks like we have... Look at this. Adam Lissiger from the You Look Nice Today podcast, sometimes known as Lonely Sandwich. How are you, everybody? We've got Jimmy from a local high school. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> high school. 
<laughs> a high school marching band. This is the most complete complement of instruments you've ever had. Yeah. We've got a ukulele in Adam's hands, and Jimmy's holding a trumpet. This is better than when uh, Flea and Chad Smith sat in, guys. I just want to say. Jordan, you have this amazing power. Sure. And I want you to capture it for, the, for social change. This is a time of change in our country. Race is on the tip of everyone's mind. Sure. Do you know any freedom songs? Well, if there's one issue I feel strongly about, it's the abolition of slavery. So I think I'll sing Jimmy Crack Corn. When I was young, I used to wait on the master and hand him his plate. Pass the bottle when he got dry and brush away the blue tail fly. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. My master's gone away. When he would ride in the afternoon, I'd follow him with my hickory broom. The pony being rather shy, wasn't bitten by the blue tail fly. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. My master's gone away. Way. Dr. Ron Paul for president, everybody. Dr. Ron Paul for president. Freedom for the slaves. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Adam, Lonely Sandwich, Lissy Gore, a.k.a. The Faggot. <laughs> <laughs> now, number one, I want to be absolutely clear here, Jordan. Sure. Can I take this opportunity to be absolutely clear? Yeah. I love sandwich over here. Who doesn't? I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the facts. Sandwich is... Not only is You Look Nice Today one of my all-time favorite podcasts, oh, stop. but Sandwich is the favorite contributor to that podcast of both my mom and my dad. And my mom and my dad. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about four Moms and parents dads everywhere agree. That's why we're, we're broadening our demo here, Jordan. We're expanding our reach. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sure. Sandwich is coming to the wedding. Oh, yeah? I'm going to be there. You're going to be there, Sandwich? I wouldn't miss it. Just Absolutely you're getting not. married uh, this Saturday, right? Uh, yeah, one week from today as, as okay. we tape this. It's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying, Jordan. I, I couldn't be more terrified. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some different stuff I should do while I'm still a bachelor. What's terrifying about, like, what? Well, you know how my life isn't going to change at all, except that I'll wear a ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and Teresa have already been uh, cohabitating for some time. Yeah, five years, I guess. Sure. I don't know what I don't know what's terrifying about it. It's, it's like there's yeah. It, it's it's so permanent. Yeah. It's like it's me deciding what the rest of my life is. Sure. Do you see what I'm saying here, Jordan? I love Teresa and never have I even considered the possibility of being with of not being with Teresa. You know what I'm saying? Right. But now that I have to consider the possibility that I am committing myself to definitely being with Teresa forever and ever Amen. So say we all. Sure. It's pretty intense. 
You're having second thoughts is what you're saying. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to go through with it. All right. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do it. Are you going to like just not show up to the wedding? Or are no, you I was thinking I would run out when you know the part where they say woman. Yeah, you know that part where they say, "Will you?" Well, I was just going to whip my dick out and kind of helicopter <laughs> <Circle> it around <laughs> <laughs> and then just go woo, <laughs> class of '99, and just run the fuck out. Because hmm. I think that would be pretty epic for the class of '99. We haven't done a lot of stuff. In we've been pretty quiet the last eight years, but I just want people to know that it wasn't because we've gone away permanently. It's just, just been you were biding planning, our time. Planning an epic moment with which, in, on, with which to spin your dick. Yeah, I mean, Class of 2000 made that big thing that said 2000 in white rocks up on the big hill, mm-hmm. uh, so you could see it from the freeway. But I think Class of 99... Oh, we had that gonna, awesome senior prank, too. Yeah, you did have that or really good the, uh, prank. the vice principal's car on the roof. Yeah, you disassembled it on the ground and reassembled it on the roof. Yeah, it was really funny. Remember when you filled Mr. B's classroom with chickens, real-life chickens? <laughs> I do. And they shit all over the calculus books? Mm-hmm. That was pretty great. But Maybe I think this dick scratches. thing... scratches. But I think this dick thing... <laughs> I think this dick thing's going to be the thing that, you know, takes Stop. takes the class of 99 to the to the next level. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Cuz a lot of classes are thinking about what can we do to go from a simple prank to something so distressing that it will tear apart the social fabric of our community. Mm-hmm. So the plan was to wait nine years and then all get married on the same day and whip your dicks out and swing <laughs> them around in front. Yeah. Or pussies. And or yeah. pussies. To be fair. <laughs> The female members of the class of '99 will be whipping out their pussies. Um, and yeah, and we haven't. We we basically it was a handshake agreement, but it was a spit shake. And um, I feel like I, I have to honor it. You know what I mean? I mean, I stuck it out with Teresa these eight nine years so that I could do that because I didn't know would I be able to meet another chick and get it to that level? Yeah, where it would be credible for me to ask her to marry me. You know what I mean? Gotcha. What a um, Mr. Rosenblatt, the principal, is going to be so steamed. Yeah, he's going to be like, "Oh, Jesse, <laughs> Lord." Um, it's okay. So you mentioned things things that you should do while Before, still a yeah, you have while I'm one still more a week of bachelorhood. Yeah, what are, what are some things that you feel like you well that are, here's that are the off thing. limits once you get married? Anything. The thing mm. is, is now I'm like because this is this big transition in one's life, right? Between being, uh, between being a, like a crazy child man and being an adult that can bear children, right? Sure. Not bear children, but give, give the seed of life. <laughs> <laughs> it, after, after you get married, they put the womb in you, right? Is that, is that correct? Yeah, they shove a womb up your butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and Then uh, you have ass children. Now I'm wondering, like, oh, no, I've never done anything crazy in my entire life. Yeah, it's, you, yeah, you've le- you've led a pretty uh, pretty chaste, quiet existence. Yeah, well, maybe not quiet. I'm a, t- I'm a loud talker. Sure, you speak to the back of the room. You can speak to. Yeah, I, I know how to project. Yeah, I can do say it. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, and the lips. The tip of the red sure. leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. It's not a it's not a volume exercise. It's just like a. Like well, it's addiction. It's sure. addiction exercise, yeah. But I mean, if you're going to reach the back of the room, you need the clarity, clarity of speech. Sibilance. 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 So the bachelor party is coming up. I assume it's all planned out. Is that right, Jordan? Jordan's in charge of planning it I out. Did. There's because an evite. 
My brother is too young to do anything wrong. He's only 18. He's going to be my best man. So that's why Jordan is the deputy best man. It's sort of like recently Mayor Antoni, Los Angeles Mayor Antonio Villaraigosa took his uh, child on a trip to Paris, and the city council president was out of town, so a city councilwoman was acting mayor for about a day. Or a couple of years ago in San Francisco, that happened, and a city council person like passed some laws, which you're like not supposed to, <laughs> like you can do because you're, you're the like, acting mayor. All right, mayor. time to pass some laws. Like <laughs> issued some executive orders while he was mayor. He's like, ah, and I can make a, make a few, and everybody has to wear bloomers or something like that. <laughs> and he put on his Napoleon hat and hit himself in the head with a mallet. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Napoleon hat. I think I'm just going to wear a Napoleon hat for the next week. For one thing, I've always wanted a nice tri corner. Yeah. So that's one thing. So no, well, yeah, like, what do you, what, okay. The worst part is, I feel like if I were to get married and I wanted to do something crazy, Teresa would probably support me. Yeah, she's real supportive. She's really supportive. Are you talking about, like, do you want to do some sort of Max Livingston-esque adventure where you, Yeah, something like that? I don't know. I mean, right now, the big adventure I have planned is trying to find a wholesale candy distributor for the candy buffet. At the wedding. At the wedding. I think I'm going to get some of those. It's, kind of, it's also wedding-related adventures. That some of those sweet, really... sweet chili candies. Sure. Keep with the Fiesta the theme. Caramel apple pops. You want to do something mm, with the, those pot- are good. the potential for injury. What if I got, <laughs> what if I got generic uh, What if I got generic sweet tarts instead of regular sweet tarts? And they're like Mexican ones, so I'm not sure if they've been past the FDA or whatever. That's, That's pretty yeah. dangerous. It's something only a single bachelor can do. Yeah. Buy... Are, do you think tarts. there's do you think there's other places I should whip my dick out? Is that what you think? Nah, no. So it's okay, a, it's a it's an so unimpressive here's, here's, dick anyway. I guess we've been talking. We've been nobody's going to be been, impressed. We've been teasing the bachelor party. Yeah, I guess I should say what is actually going on. Is that is party. that what's going to happen? I thought it was supposed to be a surprise to me or something. No, it's all in the evite. Oh, it is that I forwarded you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really read the evite. Well, why would I fucking make the evite? <laughs> Do you want, do well, you want to, to invite my well, friends yeah, I, to the party? I, I think here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what it is because there's changes of clothes required. Okay. 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 First of all. First of all, we're going to meet. Vegas. For, first of all, Vegas, then Atlantic City. Okay. <laughs> Good. Have we got a party bus? We have a party bus going from Vegas to Atlantic City. Does and the then party bus that, have a stripper then, pole for Tyler? <laughs> yes. Okay. And then that area of Mississippi where you can gamble if it's on the water. Gotcha. What's that? This is one of those duck boats, right? I think that's Aberdeen, Mississippi. Absolutely correct. Yeah, duck boat. Okay, good. Okay. I've always wanted to ride a duck boat, so that's one thing. Meet at Tyler's house. Okay, we're going to meet at Tyler's house in San Francisco's Mission District. 3 p.m. This is Tyler McNiven, television star and past guest on Jordan Jesse Go. 3 p.m. Jesse Thorne Memorial softball game. It's in honor of the death of my softball career, since the old ball and chain won't let me risk tearing my ACL. Mm Mm-hmm. Jesse Thorne Memorial Softball Game, three o'clock, nine o'clock, dinner at uh, dinner at San Francisco's Andalou, where we will have a special menu. A special menu. A special menu. A special. They have a bachelor, bachelor party, party menu? menu. Does it have that deep? Does it have polenta fries? Just I love everything those that's shaped fries. like tits. <laughs> yeah. To make everyone feel erotic. Awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get such a boner when I eat those polenta fries that are shaped like tits, mm-hmm. man. I'm getting um, a boner right now. You guys want to see my boner? God, that would basically ruin my life. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. It certainly ruined its share of lives in its time. <laughs> um, 
you know, like that those those girls that got pregnant in high school. Yes. And then I abandoned them. Sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Some you punched the baby out. Yeah. Uh, 11 p.m., etc. And that's the etc. Yeah. That's when the and outrageousness starts. We can do starts. anything we want to. Anything. So, it's going to be a softball game. Okay. It's going to start, Adam, with a softball game. Now, I know you love softball. You're an athletic guy. Yeah, sure. I'm underhand pitches all the way that's that's how i roll you've always been a good underhand thrower you shoot basketballs underhand granny style style. yeah Yeah, absolutely two-hand bowling bumper (laughs) bumper pool he plays a lot of bumper pool a lot of snooker when he goes down to the when he goes to the pool hall he he bets money on bumper pool bumper shoot also goes to bumper shoot every year he calls it calls it uh, bumble shoes Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm So the etc. is the question. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I guess we can just we can do anything we want to after dinner. It really, and this it, is your call. It's my call. I thought no. Oh, we should. We have to force Jordan, you to do it. You have to force me to oh, do it. Oh yeah, okay. That's the whole premise of it. And I'm not even gonna be. I'm not even gonna be drunk. So yeah, geez, man. you have to. You really. You guys really do have to force me to do it. Hmm. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Are we clear? You got a place, Jordan? <laughs> you got an old standby? <laughs> uh, I got an old standby but, right here. You guys want to see it? <laughs> no! It, if it's, oh, if it's, a, God. it's a polenta fries boner, I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Crispy on the outside, but soft and moist on the inside. <laughs> and covered in ketchup. <laughs> and what? I'm really sorry no, for everybody that I'm making all these boner jokes. I'm just in a really uncomfortable place in my life right now, and sure. I'm acting out. Well, you're becoming, you're especially aware of your boner. <laughs> yeah. You become hyper aware. Jordan, did you know, this is, wh- this is how a wedding works. This is how a wedding works, okay? Sure. The run-up to a wedding. Every time a woman tells someone that she's going to get married, people just flip out with excitement and support kind words, questions about the dress, they want to see the ring, they want to know if there's going to be babies, they want to know if they're registered somewhere, even if there's somebody that you just met in the sitting next to them on an airplane. Okay, mm-hmm. That's how it works for a lady. Here's how it works for a guy. They tell you, it's not too soon to get out now. And I thought that was just what dudes said to other dudes, but it turns out women say that to dudes too. Every single person I've told that I'm going to get married, all, all they say to me is, well, it's, you, can, you can still, you still got time to get out now. <laughs> Do they say that? Yeah, every single person. Absolutely, without exception. Even the reporter from the New York Times who just interviewed me for the wedding section at, said that to me. The thing that her job depends on. Yeah. She's trying to talk you <laughs> She out. was trying to talk me out of her freelance assignment. maybe you were uh, assignment. just hung, hanging out with the cast of Spike TV's Lunchbox show. <laughs> yeah. I do love Lunchbox show. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, uh, it's one of the best shows with a bunch of heads inside of a thing, uh, since it's about a group of heads inside a Lunchbox, yeah. uh, since Herman's Head, <laughs> uh, which was a group of heads inside of a head. Let's not forget Drexel's class. <laughs> Wait, I don't even know what that is. That's another like Fox, like Fox sitcom during like Fox's body sitcom days. <laughs> Remember when that's like what all Fox had on was just like body sitcoms and then in living color. So to be clear, what you're saying is body, B-A-W-D-Y. They yeah. did go through a B-O-D-Y 
sitcom sure, phase, which Herman's was mostly was both Herman's head. a body head. sitcom and a body sitcom. Well, it depends on which voice inside Herman's head you were talking about. Sure, there was the Lothario voice, but there was also the super rational, sciencey, uptight book guy voice. He had glasses. I'm and sure. there was Lisa glasses. Simpson. Yeah. Oh, right. Was she his friend or something? Y- Yeardley Smith, is it? Yeah. Something? Sure. Yeah, she was. <laughs> yes, Yeardley Smith is something. <laughs> But that's her name, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. The Simpsons. That's the guys that say I caramba. Right. Right? Bart. You're thinking of Lunchbox Show. <laughs> oh, jeez. How could I mix that up? That's on TBS. Very funny. Mm-hmm. I should have known that right away. So do you guys think there's anything that I should do before I get married? Something morally depraved or something that signifies my freedom? Should I ride across the country on a Harley? Yeah, I, I mean, I can think of all these things. I just don't think you'll like any of them. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like jump off of something. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. You're not gonna jump. I'd like to ride a Segway. <laughs> you can do that when you're married. <laughs> okay, that's that's fine. <laughs> they actually ask for a they ask for a dad's license before you're allowed to get on a Segway. Yeah, this is a question I had for you. When when you're um, getting licensed to be married, yeah, do they actually put you through a course of um, counseling or anything like that to make sure you're going to be okay with each other? No, it's just a multiple choice exam. Seriously, to make sure you understand, you know, the different rules of the stop sign. <laughs> Okay. No, they just they uh they like they do like after you fill out the paperwork and sign it, they say they're like the the clerk is behind this glass and says like, "Do you understand and affirm the paperwork that you've just signed or something like that?" Mm-hmm. And then they go, "Congratulations." Hmm. And there's also some really Have nice you guys done that already? Yeah, we did that. There was some really nice old gays there and it just filled my heart with love. They were oh, so yeah. nice to us. We were talking to them while we were waiting. And they were just the sweetest guys. You know, they've been together for so long, and they were finally getting married because, of course, it recently became legal to marry here in California if you're a gay homosexual. And actually, uh, just a few days after my wedding, my mom is going to be the best man in her best friend's wedding, or the bridesmaid, or whatever it is in a in a two dudes wedding uh, of her best friend's wedding. They're getting married on their twentieth anniversary. Oh, hey isn't now. that isn't that just the sweetest thing in the world? Good job. It's a good time. It makes me really happy because I, I went to this wedding uh, uh, about a year ago where they had to make a little speech about how they felt bad because their uh, gay and lesbian friends couldn't get married. And it was and it was like, on the one hand, you were like, I'm really glad they made that speech because I feel bad about that too. But then on the other hand, you were like, uh, this is kind of a weird thing to make a speech about. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it is the time to say it. There's and no doubt about it. Healthcare reform. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that that is the time to say something about it. You know, you have your, the, the, you're celebrating this occasion. You have yeah. these close friends who are... Uh, you know, gay homosexuals or uh, lesbian uh, woman lovers, and they would like to get married but can't. And so that is the time to say it. Sure. It's like Michael Moore when he did his thing at the Oscars in his acceptance speech, and it pissed people off, but it was the right time to say it. Yeah, I mean, when, like, else, when is, else are you going to say yeah. it, right? I mean, it's, you, that's when you say it. So, But it's but it's, there's no way to make it not awkward. Are mm. you going to have a political platform at your wedding? Yeah, my thing is going to be mostly about the estate tax, or as I call it, the death tax. Sure, I, I'm tired of people. I, I think it's it's harming family farms and small businesses particularly. Is this even America if you can't pass your small business on to your child? Hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Adam? I didn't realize that that was at stake. Or is this communist Europe? 
Certainly not. Somebody wrote on their blog recently. I have a you know one of these Google searches for if somebody writes about Jordan Jesse Go or uh, uh, San Diego America. Somebody wrote on their blog recently that they usually find Jordan Jesse Go uh, amusing. Jordan, sure, but uh, they don't like our hipsterish, our hipsterish anti-politics, anti-political engagement stance. Too political. Yeah. No, they don't like they don't like that we they don't like that we don't that we don't get politically engaged because gotcha. we're such hipsters. Oh, I see. <laughs> That's what's going on here, Jordan. Yeah. We're just too cool for politics. We're just kicking back, listening to some LCD sound system. You know what? Fucking you sure, if you want to go listen to uh stained and vote. Yeah, have fun. Have fun. If you want to care about prop something oh eight and listen to, and buy some Nickelback records and wear some pleated khaki pants. Sure. Go ahead. Be our guests. We're going to be he- right here in Williamsburg, <laughs> not voting. Mm-hmm. Can and I drink you? And having PBRs. something on a brioche bun. Yeah. What are you going to say, sandwich? I just wanted to tell a quick story, an, embarrass- an embarrassing story about the last time I was actually engaged by politics. Sure. I ran for uh, class president when I was freshman in high school. <laughs> And uh, I think it was because I was encouraged to by teachers. And it was when... Um, teachers you, shouldn't you were, encourage no, people to do things. Were you popular amongst teachers? T- teachers, yeah, I was popular amongst teachers. You should, teachers should not encourage students to do anything. Anytime you hear somebody saying something about teachers encourage me to do such and such, it's always bad. Mm-hmm. Well, this would have been about 1992 or so when Dennis Leary was on the MTV telling people to rock the vote with yeah, Cindy sure. Crawford. And he was doing that thing where he smokes a cigarette a by cigarette. reaching around yeah. his... You're thinking Dice of Andrew Clay. Dice. Same, same genre. Okay, so. right. Um, one's a little, yeah. So for my... Uh, one's a little more stealing from Bill Hicks. The other one's a little bit more openly racist. And sure. Go I'm ahead. Not sure which one is which yet. No, yeah. Uh, Leary was the stealing from Bill Hicks. Okay. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay was. I, I, heard, uh, I heard an Andrew Dice Clay thing. I... Uh, just to prove uh, this, I, I took there's a there's there's a like history of stand up comedy class at our college that I took, and uh, just to kind of prove that Andrew Dice Clay was awful, the teacher showed this thing of him, kind of pre but like before he was playing stadiums, mm-hmm. and the kind of like the argument about Andrew Dice Clay was that like oh well it's a character and like, you know it got are, out of control or no just like people are saying well you shouldn't you know Andrew Dice Clay is just a character and it's 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 po- poking fun at these kind of attitudes but she had this video of just him in a club saying like. Like, like, where's all the gays in town? We gotta hang them. We gotta string them up. And people were just like applauding. Jesus like that was what he was telling it's a joke. Edgy, it's edgy material. He's a latter day Lenny Bruce. Though. Sure. Holy mackerel! Anyway, anyway, you were saying freshman class so president. My bright idea was um, for my for my campaign speech that we had to give in front of the entire class. I would channel that Dennis Leary character telling people. <laughs> They needed to rock the vote, so I, I wrote it out. I wrote, it was like f- angry blue-collar guy. Angry blue-collar. Um, I'm sure you were known as an outspoken class cut-up at the time. I was very cl- class clowny. Um, to my, most of them didn't know who I was, actually. So it ended up going <laughs> very, very badly. Um, I stumbled about, about th- uh, 13 seconds into my speech, so unless you get the momentum, it all falls apart very quickly. And I didn't have the cigarette as a prop, which was a, probably a problem. And um, it didn't. You look a lot like Dennis. Leary. Oh, that's 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 how I was trying to sell it. You did put your it. two fingers against your mouth a lot. No. <laughs> yeah. So what, what it ended up being, um, the feedback from the crowd afterwards 
was that a lot of them thought I was trying to do a Ross Perot imitation. <laughs> Which you also could see. Also very popular at the you time. You could see how that would. Yeah, not get me the candidate, uh, the uh, the presidential position, which I didn't didn't go well for me. Could you have guessed? I mean, that? it's that one time that uh, Jordan was doing his Carol Channing, and everybody told him it was the best Joe Lieberman they'd ever seen. <laughs> That's <laughs> tough. Yeah, well, yeah. Although I was I was talking Hello, about how video games dolly. are too violent. So Hello, Dolly. We need to fight the culture wars again, <laughs> Dolly. That's Video a song parody. Games are too violent. <laughs> I don't identify with either party. <laughs> and I always sound like I'm about to cry. Me, 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 me. Jew. Me, 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 you Jesse go up here. I'm gonna of the silvery moon. Sorry. It's fine. Did you ah. not see our conducting? We were conducting. Just trying to go for a solo like I was supposed to in Jimmy Crack <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. Okay. Look. The point is <laughs> that I want to go get in a bar fight. Let's do it. Let's go right now. All bar right. fight. You want to fight Coco? Yeah. Let's go. Come on, Coco. <laughs> wow, man. Live it up. You're gonna be tied Woo! down. You're gonna be you're gonna have the old ball and chain shackled to your ankle, and you can't do that kind there of. There won't be any more crazy horse play. shit. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse. Go. The program is Jordan Jesse. Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Adam, lonely little sandwich, Lissagor. That one deserved like a little music cue. Right. Like we should have, we should have cued, we should have cued Adam with a little sad uh, strings. It sounds like a maybe like a pamphlet you get at school that encourages you not to do drugs. Lonely little sandwich. He's got my picture on it. Yeah, the lonely little sandwich. He's lonely because he's on horse. <laughs> he's shooting up. He's on. He's using. Oh heroin. right, yeah. There you smack. go. Not because he's riding a horse. No. That would make you popular, especially <laughs> with the ladies. Mm-hmm. In Especially elementary at school. school. Yeah. Um, Adam, I don't know if you, how familiar you are with the program. Very. I, I know you prefer not to listen to podcasts because it's such a horrible form. This is the only one I listen to. So many bad memories associated with it. Um, uh, but here on the program, we take telephone calls. People call in, share their thoughts about what's going on in the world, etc., etc. Um Let's just take a let's let's just go to the phones here for a minute and, and we'll see we'll see what people have, have had to say today. I'm from Traverse City, Michigan, and uh, I just like to tell you a couple of my favorite words. I don't know if this is an action item or not, but um, I like the word minion. Minion's really good, and uh, pussyfoot, like pussyfooting around. I think that's awesome. So, all right. Take care, you guys. He's not sure if that was an action item or not. Uh, I think it was. was no, it? I, no, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. I think it's just everyone else that missed it and we forgot to say it. The word I like is sus. Suss it out. Suss it out. Suss it out. That's good. 
Did you like how he called in with his, that enthusiasm, too? Mm-hmm. That's a good. When you're going to call in, you want to hit the ground running. So just don't take it up to a, but you don't want to take it all the way up to 10 right away. So start where you where he was at the beginning of that call, around an 8 or 9 out of 10. Then just turn it up all the way to 10 for the crescendo, which is the goodbye. Yeah. That seems to be kind of a global action item. Um, it has been for a while, just kind of calling out words that you like or don't like just by their acoustic properties. Adam, can you tell me why on the internet everyone wants to talk about typefaces? I don't know. It's pretty boring, isn't it? It is kind There's of boring. There's a whole movie about it. There's a whole Helvetica? Yeah. First of all, boring font. So, sorry, sorry, font nerds. Wait, do people just want to talk about typeface on the internet? Yeah, that's all it. they want to talk about on the internet. That was steampunk. Typefaces. Yeah. Well, to talk so about I think steampunk, steampunk is a time f- typeface, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It is. Adam, you're an expert. Sure, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it's so made I, of typewriter. I, I compose like, most of my scripts and resumes in steampunk. The letters yeah. look like they're made out of copper pipes. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. Okay, let's go. let's go back to the phones here. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Jordan. This is Roxanne. I'm, I'm calling from my apartment, or rather my hotel in Rome. I've been in Florence for about a month now studying painting, and I just wanted to let you know the impact you've had on my life. I was kind of homesick for the first week, so I listened to your podcast constantly, and I tried to figure out a way to give back to you guys. So I had a dinner party, and I cooked like risotto and other Italian things, and I like told all about eight people all about your podcast. So... At least eight other people in the world know about your podcast. And I was trying to figure out another way that I could give back. So I was sitting on my rooftop in Florence, my apartment. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if you guys could hear the Duomo, the bell tower ring? Actually, it's the Campanile, not the Duomo. But anyways, I wanted you guys to hear it. But then I had to leave really quickly to to Rome. And now I'm sitting in my hotel room and I have to leave in 10 minutes. So the bells are not ringing but I wanted you guys to know that I thought of you and I'm sending you pictures of the dinner party so you should check it out they're fun and I'm a little drunk so they're silly okay bye she's silly that's a fun call right yeah isn't that fun that was fun isn't that fun yeah I mean you know and like you know like Michael Moore did with Fahrenheit 9-11 how they encourage you to he used, show it he used Risotto home. too right he did yeah to coax yeah. people into watching his movie he did a lot of, he does a like lot of idea. stuff with, have with some different, people over he Let's does do stuff sometimes with bulgur wheat too mm-hmm. like a bulgur wheat or a couscous polenta yeah absolutely I mean he's he, it's about grains I mean ultimately it's about experimenting with grains different ways to use grains Indian corn mm-hmm. it's a multicolored kind of corn quinoa Quinoa, which is a, a corn that is a type of corn that Adam made up. <laughs> grains. Yeah, grains. Absolutely. That's what it's about. Do you think we should encourage people to have Jordan Jesse go parties? Absolutely. Yeah, this is a uh, dinner you know, party. Although we 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 kind of tried with that drinking game thing and nobody bit on that. Yeah, nobody actually did the drinking game. Yeah. We went through the whole thing and nobody did it. It was a whole ordeal. It would be mostly Probably people some people alone. did it by themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're looking at with the podcast audience. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, that girl that told eight people about your podcast, I'm guessing that zero out of eight of them are going to listen because, <laughs> yeah. because people don't tend yeah, to say Yeah, what a boring-ass dinner party. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, this is great. I get this lovely free meal, and she's, my host just talks about a podcast the whole time. I don't even speak English. That's what this person is saying. <laughs> How you about know, next time send Il no speaking de inglesi, or however you say it in yeah. Italian. Do you like how I was just racist against Italians? Yeah. Is that possible, racism against Italians? Absolutely. Well, I know, the ra- I, know the, I know that the Italians can be racist against the gypsies. I pissed on a fresca. <laughs> 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 I 
Okay, speaking of racism. Hey, uh, Jordan Jessica. <laughs> it's Baxter from Indiana. Um, I was calling uh, for a momentous occasion because uh, today I went to the dentist and my usually completely non-racist mother, um, we're, we're in the uh, waiting room, and there are a lot of people speaking Mexican around us, and after about 15 minutes of people, like I think we were the only um, English-speaking people in the entire waiting room, after about 15 minutes, she turns to me and goes, "Would you uh, do you want to find a nice Mexican restaurant to eat after this?" And I just started laughing. I don't know why, but it struck me as like mildly racist, but not really. But it, it's weird to me that hearing people speak Mexican makes her hungry for it. Um, also, on an episode a long time ago, you were wanting to know what um, we call like mooks or chaches. Um, I call them either hicks or preps. Um, just letting you know. All right, keep it up. Bye. Now, Indiana is not a haven of cultural understanding necessarily. I'm sure there's many culturally understanding people. I try when you're calling someone out for being <laughs> kind of but not Insensitive, really yeah, racist. Sure. It's good to take a minute. This seems like a nice young man, so he really is just learning this. Like this is something he's just learning in his life. Um you take a minute and think, am I doing anything? <laughs> it's kind of but not quite racist. For example, suggesting that people from Mexico speak a language called Mexican. Mm. They speak the Spanish language. Also, might not be from Mexico. Sure. Might be from, say, El Salvador. Guatemala. Guatemala, exactly. Honduras. I have been, I have been really, I have been so impressed living here in Los Angeles at the extent to which a white person will talk to me and call a Latino person whose ethnicity and and uh, national origin they do not know a Mexican. Listen, I don't think this is going to be a problem anymore. Once a little movie called Beverly Hills Chihuahua comes out, <laughs> then we can all we can put this to bed. They even, in the interest of cultural understanding, they even show you on the poster how to pronounce the word Chihuahua. Sure. And by the way, it's pronounced Chihuahua. Chihuahua. What Chihuahua. a good movie. Exactly. So Yeah, so I mean I think I think so Holly, I think you're saying Hollywood a, Hollywood giveth and taketh away. Sure. I th- well I, I mean think I think they saw a problem and they're like, what better way to, to address, address it? They saw the I mean, there have been certain periods in our nation's history when the cause of racial racial justice has been most pushed forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the abolitionist era for example, um, the civil rights era, uh, the period of time when the Taco Bell dog was on TV a lot. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and he would say, ay caramba, Taco Bell, gorditas. Sure. I'm taking a nap under a cactus with my hat over my face. Do the do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, the point here is that there are ways that you can reach the public besides just preaching to them. Sure. You know what I mean? You don't want to just hear some preacher preach when you can see a chihuahua talk. Mm -hmm. And sing and dance. And then we can learn. And be CGI. That way you don't have to speak Mexican or talk to Mexicans to learn about Mexicans. You see what I'm saying? There you go. That's, That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm touched by that. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. This is John from uh, 
say, oh, from Darwin, Minnesota, living in Darwin right now. Uh, holy crap, Jesse, you will not believe what I just saw. Uh, I was just driving outside of Darwin here, and I saw a man in overalls and a straw hat uh, chewing on a piece of hay in a cart that was drawn by a miniature horse and a donk. I thought that was fucking amazing. Anywho, uh, love the show, guys. Bye. They're good pack animals, too. That's what, you, that's sure. what a lot of people don't know about mm-hmm. a mini or a donk. They're great for bearing loads. And they work in tandem like that? I didn't realize. They're best friends. Oh. That's one of the best parts about them. They don't even travel apart from each other because they're such good buddies. Man, it is a beautiful thing to see a mini and a donk, best friends, with a farmer gentleman riding a <laughs> cart full of hay. He's wearing overalls. You see what I'm saying, Jordan? Yeah. Donks and minis working together to move stereotypes to another place. <laughs> you know what, Jordan? <laughs> that reminds me. Today's what the what's today's date uh, as we record this? Don't know. August second, I think. Which, or as I count it, one day after America's favorite holiday, New Bunny Day. Yesterday, I was feeling a little down, and I'm not afraid to say that, Jordan. I was feeling a little down in the dumps, and. Adam, you can relate hey, you know to what? that. Once hey, in a Jesse, while, you, you know feel what? bad. You know what uh, would be a good would be a good thing to do before you I was get married. Tell just, you about hold on, just, the just hold on the new Shut bunny. Uh, you know, it would be a good thing. Do you to want to do. hear about the bunny? Good, no. You want know, be a good crazy thing to I'll do tell before you, about you get it. To, you want to hear about? Hold it. on, hold on. This Chris, is, Chris, the intern sitting behind back, you. Chris, do you want to hear about the bunny? Right after. Uh, yeah. Oh, back to your okay. back to our previous topic. Just before right. we get too far off. Real quick. You kind of wanted to do something crazy. I should fuck a donk? You wanted to do something crazy <laughs> uh-huh, before you go got ahead. married. Here's my idea. Okay. You shut the fuck up about new bunny. Day <laughs> and you never Jordan, talk about it again. It's really cool. Hey. Okay. Adam, you know about New Bunny Day, right? This is mm. the first of every month I turn the page of the calendar. Mm. I'm familiar. To the, to the oh, new God. bunny. And I don't have a real Can bunny in my you, life as, right as now. As a listener, it's horrible. It's horrible to listen to. Thank so, you. thank you. This Annoying. is what this well, do you, when you hear about New Bunny Day, do you want to like? I turn it off and wait till wait till the wait till it's something so else. So it kind of turns you against the program. Right? Yeah. Last month up. was kind of a fat a, bunny. It so was a pretty f- fat bunny. Do you feel like and it's I was like sorry a to see it go for your ears? Yeah. Or? Usually, my I feel like my ears are bleeding a little bit and I get itchy scalp. Yeah. So it's like they're sores. They're pushed. This month's bunny is like a little bunny. He's like a skinny bunny. So he's the bunny. I mean, yeah, I guess they're cute, whatever. So share it but like with, he's your, an adult. with your fiancé, right? Yeah, like you're, a, know, you're an adult, and I realize that couples have these cute little things that they do. Yeah. But don't... You know what? I have a calendar, too. Us. I don't fucking tell everybody in the world about it. He yeah. was a black bunny with white spots. I have a Futurama calendar. Anyway, well, I, was, I have a Baywatch calendar. I usually... It's sure. mostly ironic, but... Uh, oh, man. You know, you know who was August? These little mm-hmm. uh, Erica, black Alinea. and white bunny. <laughs> black She's and white great. bunny. Anyway... Uh, back to the phones, huh? Now, Jordan. Yes. You know, and I know, that there was a DC meetup yeah. spearheaded by Evander and Cracksworth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, Evander and Cracksworth and uh, M. Marion were gonna go <laughs> to see. We're gonna go to see Paul F. Tompkins sure. at the uh, Arlington Draft House or something like that. But unfortunately, Paul F. Tompkins postponed. So they needed a new activity for their meetup. To their credit, they didn't want to cancel. They wanted to meet each other. Mm-hmm. That was the purpose of this. Meeting up. They knew about the donk crisis. 
They knew here and we it are. It is a crisis. Here we are in the that seat. That is not hyperbole. It is a crisis. In the seat of American government, where there are hundreds of legislators and officials who are failing their constituents by not addressing donk issues. Mm-hmm. Not addressing specifically the fact that the National Park Service, in all of its <clears throat> wisdom, has decided to ban donks from Fort Mason during my wedding, despite the fact that I found donks that could have come to my wedding and everybody could have petted them, and they had friends who were minis. So they Given decided... That information. They decided to take the case to the people. So they this is what they did. This and there was and when they they what they didn't know was they wouldn't just be taking it to the people. They would be taking it to one of the most adorable species of people, the Latino baby. And mm-hmm. then they would be taking it to the most amazing species of people, the R&B superstar. I, they all called in to give their reports. They were all complimentary, but rather than do a Rashomon thing, I'm just going to let Cracksworth speak for the group and, and fill in the details as necessary. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Tessie. This is Cracksworth. I'm calling in with a recount or maybe just some highlights of this weekend's pro-donk protest in D.C. So first of all, let me just tell you, Keith Sweat, vehemently anti-donk. Huge disappointment. R&B superstar. I really faith in that guy. My voice is cracking just talking about it. We had a very nice flyer exchange with an older lady and possibly a Mexican baby. I'm not sure. I'm not going to make that call. Not racist. They told us the good news about Jesus Christ. We told them the good news about Jesse Thorne and the bad news about donks. I'm getting very married. Bad. Donks are banned. So then we moved on and ate some burritos. Controversial because they had lettuce in them. Just a burrito food. Burrito-shaped food. Talk to you later. A donk, if you will. (laughs) This is what happened, Jordan. Yeah. They started out at the Department of the Interior. They handle things like Fort Mason and donks. They passed out some flyers and decided to get some more pedestrian foot traffic at the entrance to the Smithsonian stop of the Washington, D.C. metro system. One of the most popular stops in the system. It's right there on the National Mall in the bleeding, beating heart of democracy. Adam, I see you're giving it a round of applause. Yeah, it's a silent round of applause there. A little bit of that. Let's hear it for the Smithsonian Institution and for our nation's capital. Now, as they were passing out flyers and passed out flyer to a Latino baby, who was particularly adorable, but whose mother was a little suspicious of them. Sure. And this baby was, in turn, handing them a flyer about Christianity. Something amazing happened. As I believe it was M. Marion put it, they felt a rush of wind behind their heads and realized quickly that that was a helicopter landing on the National Mall. And guess who was inside that helicopter? R&B superstar Keith Sweat. Wow. S W E T T. I think Coco found something she got upset by. She doesn't like Keith Sweat either. What you is know he saying? What's his big song? Don't remember. Okay. A lot of slow jams. He's a sl- a 100% slow jams with Keith Sweat. It's okay. all slow jam. Nothing but slow jams. They talk to Keith Sweat's people. Keith Sweat's people love donks. They're donk lovers. So they said he could, they, they could talk to Keith Sweat. Keith Sweat, not a donk lover. Wow. In fact, he's anti-donk and refused to sign their petition or accept a flyer. 
Wow. What He's, a butthead. That's a, <laughs> yeah, right? What, I knew, I always knew in my heart of hearts, but I didn't want to say it, that Keith Sweat was an asshole. Man, but this he's gonna, confirms he's gonna be he's gonna be answering uh, he's gonna be answering to this for years to come. You know what? What I say we got to kick it up the chain one notch. Hmm. That's what happens when you get stopped. You don't give up. You go up the chain, up the chain, up the chain. It's like when you're at Best Buy, they won't take your return. You ask to talk to the manager. Keith Sweat won't sign your petition. You're saying there's we're only one it, place to go. I'll be right sure. I'll be sure. Okay. I'll be sure. And if I'll be sure says no. You know who we're taking it to? Morris Day. Mr. Morris Day of Morris Day and the Time. Morris Day and the Time. I don't care if we have to hold his mirror for him so he can check his hair. Morris Day will stand up and be counted on the issue of donks. This is is getting intense. (laughs) Not to mention really romantic, right? Yeah. Because Keith Sweat's all, involved. This isn't gonna be this is all, all gonna this isn't gonna happen in time for your wedding though. This is a lifelong issue, Jordan. This oh, okay. isn't just about my wedding. Right, gotcha. What if, what about other people who want to get married at Fort yeah, Mason? That's true. You're what if somebody wants to celebrate Flag Day at Fort Mason? They can't because they can't have donks there. That's a good point. What's America well, it's without nice to donks? See you, it's nice to see this isn't just a selfish issue. Who's gonna carry in the flags? true are you saying that the r&b slow jams community really needed to get behind something together and if this is their failed opportunity look oh i have an idea you can tape a flag to a cat <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess that would work for flag the cat day. comes in but what about the fourth of july uh man you got me there yeah so it's you a, need to stand up okay, if you believe right. in america if I'm you saying, believe I don't in the make power waves. and the power of love and i'll grant you Luther Vandross is dead, and that's upset a lot mm-hmm. of us. A lot of us are very upset about that, the fact that Luther passed. Mm-hmm. And certainly if there was anyone who could bring this community together, it was Luther. Sure. However, it's time to turn to an elder statesman. What I'm going to ask Morris Day to do is see if he can get a meeting with Mr. Smokey Robinson of Smokey Robinson <laughs> and the Miracles. They're probably just going to say tape a flag to a cat, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anticipating what they're going to say. Right. Yeah, I know. That's fair. Uh, what do you think if we showed him a picture of a donk or brought a donk along? Uh, yeah, they probably know what it looks like. I mean, check this out. Yeah. Adam comes in. He's riding a donk. What? I'm behind him. Riding, <laughs> riding. Where are we coming into? His chamber. When you say. His chamber? Yeah, Smokey's chamber. Like a, like a, this is at his personal this house? This is where the miracles happen, my friend. Okay. okay. house. So Adam's riding We know donk. where he lives in this scenario. Adam and enters. And we're granted access to just all wings of his house. And so are the dunks. Adam Adam enters. Well, that's what Morris Day's, <laughs> off, that's what Morris Day's role in this thing is. He's getting us access. Okay. So Morris Day comes in. He says, allow me to introduce... Jesse and Smokey Robinson is just sitting in his throne. In his, okay. So Morris Day comes in. He says, allow me to introduce the donk advocacy group. <laughs> Adam comes in on his donk. He, you don't, do not make eye contact with Smokey. Go past. You want to try and go perpendicular to his line of sight. I'll come in behind you on the horse and then... Music was made for love. Cruising was made for love. I love it when we're cruising together. 
Music was made for love. Let you know my way. I love it when we're cruising together. Because we're cruising on the dunks. Or do you <laughs> then think... he's just going to say tape a flag to a cat, though. <laughs> Maybe we should sing Quiet Storm. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's a quiet storm. Soft and warm. I'm just going to close my eyes and let take this in. Yeah. Soft and warm. <laughs> and then... Quiet and then he signs the declaration for docs to be allowed at yeah, Fort Mason. It's called an executive order, but yeah. Yeah. Is there a button that he pushes or a crank that he turns? He's got like a, like an old-time movie camera. Got to ratchet it up. Okay. He's, the, and the, flag, he the donk it. flag goes up the flagpole. No, 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 no. He ratchets it up. He ratchets, he ratchets up the spring, and then he pulls the plunger, oh. and that shoots the donk announcement into the air. It explodes in a burst of confetti, and that kind of fireworks where it spells something out. Mm-hmm. I didn't, know how, I didn't know this is how government worked. Well, maybe you should listen to a little less ska and a little more R&B, my friend. I guess so. You've been missing out on this the entire time. Yeah. You were, when you were busy in high school listening to the Mighty Mighty Boston's, you should have been with me listening, listening to, uh, I don't know, how about a, a young man named Mr. Marvin Gaye, hey, who you know taught us about a little something about the getting shot by your college. father. <laughs> yeah, the electoral college. Hey, you know college. that, uh, speaking of the Mighty Mighty Bostones, do you, do you know that um, Step Brothers, the movie Step Brothers, ends with a Mighty Mighty Boston, like the, that famous Mighty Mighty Boston song? Really? Yeah, it's crazy. And now, now Step Brothers, this movie was made in 1995 and has been on the shelf oh, you for know 13 actually, years, Yeah, right? no, it was actually made recently and still... Huh. And by famous uh, Mighty, Mighty Boston's... A uh, song you're you're saying famous to who? Really? Now, Jordan, when you yeah, say when, when, when at the height say, of their fame, they had a song. When you say that famous Mighty Mighty Boston song, you're talking about that Cherry Pop and Daddy song, right? No, it's actually a different song. No, Zoot Suit Riot. <laughs> no, that's we're it. having a big riot. Zoot Suit Riot. We think the old times are about being a douchebag. Yes, right. That's the one. Okay. Well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Adam Lindley, Sandwich Lisa Gore. Um, you guys. There are times in our lives that pass by without notice. There are times in our lives that must be marked with a crimson flag. Mm -hmm. And by a crimson flag, I mean a telephone call to a marginal podcast. Those times are what I call momentous occasions. Shall we to the telephones? Yes. Hi, Jordan. This is Bryn from Pennsylvania. And I have a momentous occasion to share with you. As I was walking home from work today, a runner passed me carrying a water bottle in one hand and a cantaloupe melon in the other. Not something you see every day. All right. Bye. See, that's momentous. Good. Good. It's running with a cantaloupe. You Maybe know he just they... passed a, like a, a green grocer. I think, it's for, I think it's safety equipment. Oh, okay. If you trip, you, you bring you... the cantaloupe up to your face. Right. It cushions the landing. It's like an airbag. Also a snack. Yeah, exactly. If you get hungry, just 
Well, no, as you're falling, you can snack on the way down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, but it's hungry work, falling. And running, not to mention running. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. You're right. No, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't find myself getting hungry when I'm running. Hmm. But when I'm falling, certainly. Yeah. I mean, th- remember that one time when my plane plummeted out of the sky? I must have eaten 50 of those little bags of peanuts. <laughs> Man. You know those little peanuts, those well, little honey roasted peanuts? That's just because the stewardess peanuts? had died, and she wasn't telling you not to. Well, I I figured by dying, she was telling me to <laughs> sure. eat them. You, you see what I'm saying? Your body, uh, your body's adrenaline was all depleted as you right. were cra- as you were plummeting, and then everybody knows that peanuts have adrenaline in them. So that's right. I mean, I was trying to stuff my adrenal gland with honey roast. Hi, Jordan, Jesse. This is Emily from Ohio, and I have a momentous occasion. Yesterday, I went to the Wood County Fair in Bowling Green, Ohio. I saw a lot of awesome things. The highlights, one, baby goats, adorable. Two, a dog named Leroy, who was a sweetheart. And three, um, a man who holds the world title of chainsaw carving. And I watched him make a fox out of a log of wood in a matter of 20 minutes. And it was awe-inspiring. You know, a lot of people think, number one, it's fair season. Get out there and enjoy the fair. Sure. Number one, that's the baseline. It's a community activity. You know, if you like, can't enjoy there. the fair, you're a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Fuck you if you mm-hmm. can't enjoy the fair. There's baby pig I'll races. eat your funnel cake. Yeah. I'll eat your funnel cake. Absolutely. Got any dry roasted peanuts? I'm feeling hungry. Whoa! Sorry, I fell. Falling. Yeah. Um, that's number one. That's sure. the first and most important issue. The second also, issue, Sugar Ray is playing. Yeah, exactly. At How, 8 p.m. at the Carnation Pavilion. Are you really going to miss the chance to see Blood, Sweat, and Tears? I hope not. Cheap Trick cover band? When's the next time you're going to get Followed to see Followed by Foghat? Cheap Trick. My, yeah. first, my first concert was at a county fair, and it was Tina Turner. Oh, that's a good that's one. a pretty kick-ass county yeah. fair show. Yes, it was. Wow, that's really high quality. You, next, know, who's, you know who's good at the fair? Hmm. Weird Al. Yeah, Weird Al's the ultimate fair entertainer because he's got he's got costume changes, he's got sets. Yeah, yeah. No, you gotta you gotta go with Weird Al if you're gonna go to the fair. Well, Earth, Wind, and Fire maybe. Sure. They really put they start the party. Right. You the know. fair party. Yeah, and if you if you want to meet a forty uh, eight year old African American woman who really knows how to have fun and eat a corn dog with her. Yeah, Earth, Wind, and Fire show is the way to go. So that's number one. But number two is with regard to the most important thing she saw. This man who turned a block of wood into a fox. Who knew, right? Who knew? I thought that only God had the power to give life. But it turns out it's a combination of God and a and fatso with a chainsaw. Bingo. I'm assuming he was a fatso. He was. Jordan Jesse Go, this is Peter from Ames, Iowa. And I have a momentous occasion. I'm not the father. Congratulations, dude. Peter shooting blanks, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. Impotent. You know why he's too he's too you know why he's impotent guys hmm. too close to that Iowa writers workshop am I right? Hold Ames, on. Iowa. Hold on. He said uh, he said I'm not the father, not I'm not a father. So this implies that uh, his, uh, his woman. This is not a moment. This is a yeah. moment. It's a bad momentous occasion. So you're saying that this is a plural marriage? I'm saying that his woman got knocked up and he's happy now because it's not his. Right. But well, she that, was. But she was. She was fucking some wannabe Faulkner. That's right. At the uh, at the Iowa Writers Workshop, mm-hmm. Ames, Iowa. 
how'd that happen? But he seems happy about it, so let's just leave it at that. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, he found found, found out that his woman was a two-timer. I'll tell you how it happened. You know, they were hanging out, watching Masterpiece Theater, mm-hmm. having some cognac. Jonathan Franzen comes rolling up in his Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. With a big, hard dick. Mm-hmm. And Full. a big social novel. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, um, this is Jenny from New York. I have a personal question for Jesse. I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about the um, Teresa's friend whom you cheated on in order to go out with Teresa. I was just wondering if you guys are still friends or if Teresa's still friends with this lady. And also if so Jordan doesn't feel left out. Um, Have you ever cheated on someone or been cheated on? That's all of the show. Now, let me say, I did not cheat on her with Teresa. I dumped her for Teresa, and she and Teresa were best friends. Sue and Teresa hadn't done any kind of... Even something in high school that the would be considered was, cheating? Me and the girl... You didn't go bowling with Teresa alone. Me and the girl were... By the time I did stuff with Teresa, me and the girl... We had broken up, and then we had kind of like... Maybe we'd like kind of suggested that maybe we might get back together but we didn't get back together sure and then i started going out with Teresa. so maybe some people would interpret that as a betrayal right it was emotional cheating i mean i would say it was emotional blackmail because i made her pay me too sure in order to get the microfilm back right sure so i guess it was traditional blackmail um have I told the story about my high school girlfriend on her trip to Europe? No. I think I did. I don't yeah, think you did. I think I remember it, but tell Do you remember? Oh, and I had yeah. to work in that. I work in that. I had to work in that shack where you lift the arm. I remember when it you worked in the, the shack where you lift the arm. I remember that distinctly. It was in uh, Lake Mission Viejo. It was yeah. Anyway, I mean, I'll, that's when you cliff, got to see notes. flock of seagulls. Yeah, flock of seagulls, and um, what if God was one of us? Who's that? Joan Osborne. Sure. Yes. Uh, anyways. Shut up, Chris the Intern. Chris the Intern's laughing at me behind me. Because <laughs> you're a fan of Joan Osborne. Because I know what Joan Osborne's name is. Sorry, Chris. You probably you drive a, You probably drove here from Canada listening to your casingle of I'm a bitch, I'm a lover on repeat. Fucking asshole. <laughs> you're fired. He doesn't mean it, Chris. He gets He flies off the handle sometimes. I know. I do not fly off the handle, and I'm not off the handle right now. I am squarely on the handle. Somebody get him his uh, candy. You're all fired. Bunny calendar. Uh, Somebody going to bring me the bunnies? No. Well, just Cliff's notes, the the gas about cheating is my one cheating story. I I had my girlfriend in high school uh, who I was nuts about. Pretty serious girlfriend. Yeah, I I did an LDR with her my uh, first year of college, and a... uh, and she went on this kind of Europe trip uh, over the summer, uh, met a guy over there, and uh, she told me it the day I was working this awful job, um, this real awful job at Lake Mission Viejo raising uh, the gate arm for cars to go in. And uh, I was just working, and, and kind of the, the, the day that this all happened, um, my um, shack mate, <laughs> who was a guy who That's you would a think term. a guy who you would think would work at uh, at that lived in Orange County big raised truck uh, maybe a tattoo with Old English I don't know 
Anyway, so he spent all day with the uh, alternative weekly print calling the prostitutes in the back. And I was just like, my life is my life is terrible. Yeah. Anyway. She just basically just left you to jack off into the swamp leavings. Mm-hmm. What's that like getting cheated on? Does that destroy you and your and your trust of any any further relationship? Uh, I mean, I think it was. I mean, it was definitely like first relationship. Um, yeah, it was definitely. Yeah, you know, I think I I took it so hard because it was like my first serious relationship, mm-hmm. and I just had all sorts of like, and I was like, I I kind of got into dating a little late. Uh, you know, my first girlfriend wasn't until my senior year of high school, so I hadn't had that kind of wild emotion around a breakup. You know, like if you date in junior high, if you date in your in your fifteen or something like that, you kind of have that wild emotion about it, and it's so serious. And then you know, you can kind of become an adult. And I don't think I, I just never experienced that before. And then, uh, you know, so think maybe took it a little harder than. Uh, I should have. I mean, because, you know, like, whatever. Long-distance relationship. She's going to college. She's on a Europe trip. Didn't like me anymore. Like, you know, these things happen. Uh, uh, but, yeah, but and, and I actually, um, I mean, kind of a, a less serious relationship I had earlier. Um, I found out a l- about a little bit of cheating, and it didn't, um, it didn't, uh, I didn't take it as hard. And I think it was just because, yeah, yeah, just that first time is real tough. And I think that, you know. But you're ready to trust again. I am. Okay, yeah. good. Are are you, you, do you have a girlfriend are, right are now? You, are you going to ask me to have sex? <laughs> well, is this yes. what this is about? Follow-up question. Uh, after, do you have a girlfriend? You wanna, do you gay mind? Sex. Do you have a spare room or do anything? Do you want to do gay Jesse? stuff? We, yeah. Gay stuff with... I have the I think gay room. <laughs> okay. Chris, can you show them where the gay room is? <laughs> um, my first ever really serious relationship, uh, my uh, girlfriend cheated on me. My first... My, I, I went out with a girl very seriously when I was like 16. We went out for seems like a really long time but maybe it was only like nine months or something like that six months maybe even and uh uh she was older than me and uh 16 and a half she had this like yeah she's 16 and a 16 13 days she was uh she had this best friend named john and i think his name was john if i remember correctly and one time i don't know like we had we had been in a show you know, we were in this. We That's just this. Some, some drama club related cheating. <laughs> Number one, it was not a club. It was an arts high school. Okay, so everyone it was, was the, the, it was drama club. The, the high school. Drama club. <laughs> okay, so anyway, I met him after a show, and he was acting all crazy. And I'm like, "Come on, give me a fucking break!" Like this is when they were just friends. He was acting crazy. Yeah, and what do you mean? And then she's like, "He was." She's like, "Wouldn't stop doing magic tricks." He Don't was, you he know? Was fronting. He was going to throw down. Okay. It turns out he was he was fucking high on meth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm like, come on, give me a fucking break. Uh, Man, give me a break high here. On meth in his she, leotard. Just like, just totally spun out of his mind. And um, yeah, and then one time she just ended up like making out with him in a party. And at that point, I was pretty much done from the relationship anyway. I was just like too worn out from the craziness. Sure. Um, the meth. Yeah, the meth. And. But I, re- I just always will remember that, like, because I got chided for, like, being annoyed by him because oh, right. he was you, high. Oh, you, he, like, you were acting like a dick. Yeah, I was like... What, and she's what, like, why, come on, Jesse, be cool. Yeah. Gotcha. 
And he don't he doesn't want to freak out. He's high on meth. They're like, no, nobody told let me know that. Man, I just thought the guy was a real crazy asshole. And you your drama club was real different than mine. Nobody's <laughs> running around on meth. Yeah, well, you know, it's a, it's an urban type situation, you sure. know. Meth is available. Yeah, it was a it was pretty it was pretty crazy. But yeah, I I has ever happened to you sandwich? Been cheated on? Yeah. I'm not sure that it has. I, don't I mean, you've cheated on chicks before. Oh, sure. Plenty, plenty. I mean, I mean that's to just the ex- part of my culture. I mean, Sandwich has male needs. You mean being <laughs> Jewish? <laughs> yeah. Culturally <laughs> Jewish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, not good at fidelity, the Jews. Yeah. Uh, no, I am uh, I don't think I've ever been cheated on. I'm in a very committed relationship right now. Let me now. ask you this. Have you ever gotten a boner? Once or twice. I didn't Whoa. know what the hell it was at it's, the time. Yeah, they you're like, what's going on? They don't tell you what it's mm-hmm. going to be like. It's like when your nipples get really sensitive. And right. I, I remember I got like some little like hard parts under my nipple, and yeah. I couldn't figure out what that was. It was the same thing when you get a boner. Yeah. Even now I get a boner. I'm like, what's going on? What's happening to my body? You know, what's, what is right this? Right in the middle of a uh, presentation in front of your class. Yeah. Book report. You're staying there all of a sudden. And you know what? P-E. I'll tell Mary you what. Mary Sue Rotten Crotch walks by in her short skirt. And, you know, from, from now on... I am zipping up my fly. You know what I mean? Sure. Because I do not need that kind of aggravation yeah. when I'm trying to make a presentation. You know what you I mean? zipped up in there, these people, it will be less noticeable. Bingo. You got it. You got it. What a boner talk in this one. Yeah, it's just because I'm uncomfortable because people are always making jokes about how I'm never going to get a boner again now that I'm going to get married. <laughs> Gross. Well, it's just like my life, man. I'm just dealing with my life. I'm just trying to be honest with you, dude. No, thanks. Is it okay if I'm honest with you? I mean, maybe this is why you're the second string best man. Yeah. Because I can't be honest with you about my boners. Call your fucking best man brother and tell him about your boner, man. (laughs) Jeez. I'm not getting best man title. I don't want to have to hear about your erectus. What I heard is that marital boners are stronger and uh, sturdier and longer than regular boners. Because Jesus is inside them. Oh, that is awesome. Okay, we'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Adam, shh. Lonely sandwich, Lizzie, go. Shh. Is part of it? Yeah. <laughs> the baby's sleeping. <laughs> Don't want to wake up the baby. The baby isn't sleeping. She just brought you her octo. Oh, you're talking about Coco. Coco, baby. my brown dog. Well, guys... We tried to we tried to pack this full of content since I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks, getting married, and then uh, you know what they say here today, gone to Maui mm-hmm. for my honeymoon. That's something. That's a something. So that's Maui. So anyway, I just I just want to uh, thank Adam for coming in here. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Adam's podcast, "You Look Nice Today," is uh, my it is in my top eighteen. Down top three, top three podcasts okay. in the world. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Um, I want to thank uh, Ma- our buddy Max. Oh, can uh, I, can I say I just got in Merlin? Yeah, yeah, sure. Say What's up, Scott? I'm saying Merlin, man. That's Mike. what this podcasting is for, right? It's for one-to-one communications. <laughs> That's, oh, wait. I'm oh, hold on. Of, can I give some shout-outs? Yeah, yeah sure. I going to go for it. All right, big shout-outs. E. McG, Lil uh-huh. Sleepy. Sure. Little popo. I just want to. I just want to give a shout out to former uh, Seattle SuperSonic star Detlef Shrimp, <laughs> just because I always enjoyed his his play on the court. Shrimp. Great work, Detlef Shrimp. <laughs> and you know what? While I'm at it, I want to give a shout out to the guy who broke down the door for Detlef Shrimp, <laughs> the first Yugoslavian basketball superstar 
Former Golden State Warrior Sixth Man of the Year, Sharunas Marshallonis. <laughs> so what's up, Sharunas Marshallonis? I heard you got in an auto accident. Very sorry to hear that. I wish you all the best in your recovery. Sharunas Marshallonis got in an auto accident 10 years ago. Cut his career short. What? 15, maybe. Sharunas Marshallonis from the Golden State Warriors. That's, you're not t- that's nothing. Um, Jordan, are you are you and Gene really going to try and do a podcast? Yeah, I think we okay. are. I think we're going to do another Jesse's Out of Town, Jordan and Gene podcast. Uh, no promises, though. No promises. Okay, well, we'll either be back in a million weeks or one half of a million weeks uh, uh, if Jordan and Gene get their act together. Which we um, won't. Uh, it, it was it was fun to have you here, Adam. Oh, and Max's uh, Max's show is the Big River Show. You can watch it on the internet at bigrivershow.com. Of course, our theme music is "Love You" by the Free Design. You can buy it on the compact disc, the best of the Free Design, which is uh, on Light in the Attic Records. Who are kind are you enough get to a let us use that too. Uh... I already got a haircut. Yeah, is it your wedding sure. haircut? Sure. Yeah. Inside you, you... So your hair. You think be it looks bad? Yeah. I mean, put, maybe put some product in it. It's fine. No, you don't no, have think fun. I, have a great wedding. Are you going to get a haircut for my wedding? No. <laughs> no. Sandwich, are you going to get a I'm going to shave my balls for your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time on Jordan Jesse Go.